Hello and welcome back to the On Mission podcast. I'm here as always, and as always, I mean for two times in a row now with my co-host Rick. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing great, Kenny. Good to see you, brother. I think we'll get the hang of this eventually, and, and, yeah. and this will eventually be a watchable podcast. What do you think? I think so, man. We're enjoying our time. Uh, just hearing people's stories, man. I just, I love it. Uh, people ask me all the time, what's What's the evidence of God? I said the greatest evidence of God is changed lives, and that's what we see and hear from our elders and our leaders in our church. It's incredible. If you've been with us in our, our first two podcasts, we first talked with Rick and his wife, Michelle, and then a few days ago, we talked with Jeff and Pam Smith, one of the uh, the current elders of Spotswood at Lady Smith, and today we're joined by Matt and Jess Johnson. Uh, Matt has been an elder since we opened the doors, and they have been married, I think, uh, since like junior high, but we're going to find that story out. <laughs> if you are, if you've been any kind of a small group with me, you know, one of the things I like to do is, is I like to have an icebreaker. It, it tells us a little bit about a little bit of something about the person they might not share. It kind of, obviously it's an icebreaker. It breaks the ice. Uh, and, and so I just think they're fun things to do. And I know a lot of people are quarantined right now. And some of you may not have the, the ability to read books. If you've got four little kids crawling around the house and you don't have time, but if you do, it may be that you're either binge watching Tiger King or perhaps you're reading a book of some sort. So I just wanted to go around the horn and, and find out what people are reading right now. So since Jess and Matt are our special guests today, we're going to start with Jess and Matt. So what do you guys either either just read that's a good book someone else would check out or something you're reading right now? You go. I'll go. All right. Yeah. So, you know, as a, with a parent, as a young kids, you really don't have time to read, but, you know, there are a couple of things that uh, I've been reading lately. One that I've really loved is uh, this book by Jonathan Lehman. It's called The Surprising Offense of God's Love. And it seems kind of counterintuitive uh, to talk about the offense of God's love, but it's really a, um, a book about how do we like, make sense of um, submitting to authority in our life, uh, specifically in the church. And how does that uh, mirror uh, God's love for his people and uh, the authority he has in their life? So it's a uh, it's an interesting read uh, for those that are interested in uh, church membership and being a part of a local church. Um, it's a really, uh, really insightful read and, and tying that those two topics to um, God's love for us. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's good. Awesome. Jess, how about you? So I also am having a hard time finding a lot of time to read, but what I've really enjoyed is um, actually listening to books, like through audiobooks from our local libraries. So for me, it's the Rappahannock Regional Library, and one that I just finished listening to was called Educated. Um, basically, it's a memoir by a woman named Tara Westover, and she just talks about how um, she went from a life that was very sheltered and she actually was not educated at all, but managed to get into college and ended up with a PhD from Cambridge. So, um, yeah, it was a really interesting read. So I enjoyed it. Rick, how about you? Um, trying to finish up a book uh, by Robbie Gallaty called, um, the, uh, forgotten Jesus, which has been great. It's really talking about understanding the scriptures from a rabbinical or Jewish background and understanding in the lens of that. And things really come, come to life more his stories and, and how he taught and what he was trying to communicate to his disciples. It's really, really 
Well done. Yeah. And the other one's a T. Wright book uh, called The Day the Revolution Began. It's really about the rev the uh, resurrection of Christ. So if you ever go into Rick's office, he gives you a stack of books like this high when you walk out. So that was in my stack of books. That was a, I enjoyed that one. I'm reading Dietrich Bonhoeffer by Eric Metaxas. It's a biography of a, a pastor from Germany uh, just prior to World War II. Uh, spent some time in a, in a concentration camp. I, I, you hear about him a lot. People mm -hmm. quote Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and I, and I finally just wanted to get around to reading something about him. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, and then mm -hmm. I'm going to, Rick's already asked for it next. I'm going to pass it off to Rick when I'm done with it. And maybe, maybe we'll send it over to the Johnson's house after you guys can. I'm sure you, I'm sure you have time for a 700-page book with, with your little kids running around. Oh, yeah. 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 It sounds interesting, though. I think I'd like it. I mean, we're not zombies and falling asleep. That's what we do. We just read. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, you work at Dogren as a program manager. That's uh, right. And so you have been elder, like I mentioned, since you opened the door. Uh, Jess, you're the proud mother of Adeline and Graham. I know you had something to do with that, Matt, but he, she probably did most of the work. Oh. <laughs> uh, and you guys have been married since for seven years now. Is that right? Right. Well, seven years and like yeah. a couple weeks. Yeah. Weeks. So it's coming. The day up. after Mother's Day, it's all right there. Matt gets can't forget that, right? May Mother's Day anniversary. You get the double win. Uh, daughter's birthday. Oh, daughter's have birthday on Mother's Day. Yeah. Have you ever made the mistake of trying to buy one present and and see how that goes for both days, or have you figured that out yet? Uh, I have. I would be yeah. lying if I said I figured anything out, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're making every, uh, every year count. Let's just say it that way. Yeah. Well, we want to start with, uh, what have you guys been doing during the quarantine? Everybody's had to make some adjustments. I know you, you have a new office space. Uh, that's probably, it's a little closer than, than the long drive you have the dog run. Mm -hmm. Obviously the, um, just, just all kinds of adjustments you have to make when you can't go out very much when, you know, the husband's home more. So talk to us about what you guys have been doing for the past month or so as you adjusted to the quarantine. Yeah. Um, it makes me think of Groundhog Day, you know, when Bill Murray's character woke up and it's the same day over and over again. For me, with little kids, it feels a little like that. Some days feel kind of monotonous because we're used to having some outings that we would do. Um, but I was home with the kids before, and honestly, I think that, um, I, I don't know, I found a lot of things to actually be thankful for right now. I feel like we're really blessed in the sense that we've, I've been able to get outside more, and we had some housework happening at our house at the beginning of all of this, which means that we were at my parents' house at the very start. Mm. So we just kind of decided to stick it out there. So it's been a little chaotic, but it's been a lot of fun. We're still under the 10 count for quarantine. Mm. Um, but even my sister was already out here from Denver. So we've all kind of been together. So there's been a lot of family time and a lot of time to spend outside with the nice weather we've had. So I know that we're, we can speak and say that we're really blessed right yeah. now because i know that it is a hard time mm -hmm. so i don't have much to complain about but there have definitely been adjustments okay okay i've found out that my wife can make a pretty mean barber <laughs> so i mean everybody every guy has faced that reality of you know what does it look like to get a quarantine cut at right. this point okay. so uh uh some are a little bit more resistant i've heard rick so <laughs> true man start, but you know my wife is pretty pretty good on the clippers and the, yeah. and the scissors. Yeah, there's a few. few yeah. Yeah. We don't, you know, you can't don't see the back. Why the, the camera is so far back right now? Yeah, yeah, don't but, see uh, this part. Yeah, there's, uh, there's some, there's some spots missing, you know. No, 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 no. No, uh, no but she did great. Uh, I, I was actually thinking, man, this could turn into me saving, you know, twenty five bucks every yeah. four weeks. You know, yeah. I can help. I can get better at this. Yeah. But um, no, 
but I mean, you, you mentioned it. I mean, we're we're very blessed in terms of you know the biggest inconvenience is you know I gotta not go to my office at work every day, and it makes things a little bit more difficult. You know, doing everything via telephone and teleconference, and you know random Zoom meetings like this. But uh, no, things are. Uh, we miss people. We miss yeah friends and our church family and stuff in the same like too. But um, we have a lot to be thankful for too. You know, I get to spend a lot more time with my in-laws, you know, which is every guy's dream. You um, put a fake smile on. You, you're barely smiling when you said that. <laughs> I, you know, they're going to watch this. They're going to watch it, but I genuinely, yeah. I genuinely love Fred and Cheryl. And, you know, it's been a blessing to have Amanda there too. It's feeling like yeah. we, we've got a lot of time to connect um, uh, over the last couple of weeks. So yeah. it's been pretty good. Awesome. Hey, Matt, I know that you're working on your theological degree uh, from Southeastern uh, right. Theological Seminary. And I think uh, you're only a couple of weeks from finishing up your MDiv. So tell us a little bit about that process and what that's looked like for you. I mean, Rick, I think, you know, we, we can get to the, uh, I don't know if you guys are going to, we're going to talk about how God's been working in our lives, you know, and how he saved us. But you know, for me, uh, seminary education was really just a, a step in like where God was leading us uh, as a family, as a, as a husband and wife, and, you know, where he was calling us towards ministry. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a long, uh, a long path. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, we still, started before Addie was born, right? Yeah. So this will be five, five years in May of uh, five years of school, but um yeah, it's been, it's been a joy, I'll say, just to, uh, you know, really, um, I think of that verse in, in Timothy where it talks about aspiring to the office of overseer. And, you know, a lot of it has just been a, a path of me wanting and desiring to know how to rightly handle the word of truth and, and, and grow in that ways and be kind of refined, uh, so to speak, uh, through that process. But, um, man, God's been faithful through it. Uh, he's taught me a lot. Uh, he's kind of leveled me, brought me down low uh, to build me back up in, in certain respects, but uh, it's been a huge blessing uh, to be able to do that. My wife has been more than generous the last five years with many, uh, many days and nights spent uh, on studies and stuff. Yeah, let me follow up that question. So did you, how long after you came to Christ, you can tell us a little about your faith, did you was it was it shortly after you knew you wanted to be called, you you felt called to the ministry or was there some time between that? Walk us through how you came yeah. to the time after you, when you were called to the ministry. Yeah, that's probably the you know you know thinking back. The I think I have a probably a similar story to some people that were raised in the church. You know, you feel like God rescued or saved you at a very young age. Uh, for me, that was after an Awana youth event. And uh, me and my mom were leaving, and I felt God like convict me of my sin, and wanted to respond to the gospel message I was presented. And she was like, you know, she was such a um, a beautiful, uh, you know, discipler of me as growing up. I think of like Timothy's mom uh, in so many ways, where like just teaching me what it looked like to follow Jesus, being faithful to teach me the gospel. But that day we got to. Uh, you know, I asked her on the way home, I was like, can we like pull over and pray? And we pulled over right on the way home on the side of the road and got to pray together. And, you know, God in his, in his grace has been, you know, drawing and growing me uh, ever since then. I think, you know, people that feel like God's rescued them at a young age, they go through seasons in their life where, you know, God uh, 
grows them in different ways, stretches them, takes them through things. And probably the, the pivotal uh, moment in my faith really was when I went to college. And I had grown up in, in church, and my mom was faithful to you know, bring us to church, but it really wasn't, uh, it, was, it was something that I was maybe a consumer of, uh, but in college, it really started, you know, became something that, I wouldn't say my own, but I just was, my eyes were open to more, like, what does discipleship look like? What does uh, really call, being called to follow Jesus look like? Uh, I got plugged into a local church, uh, learned how to serve, learned uh, how to be in community, um, also just got intentionally discipled for the first time. And while we were uh, at that church during college, those four years, we saw three churches planted during those four years, three people, three teams sent out uh, to go plant churches. And, you know, I left, I left school knowing two things. One, that God had called me to marry my wife and two, God had called me at some point to be in the ministry. So it's been kind of a slow trajectory and just following every step of the way. What God, what's it look like next to, to keep following you in that, uh, in that endeavor. So um, that's, here we are. How about, how about you, Jess? When did you, when did you come to Christ? Was it, you can't have to come to Jesus after you met Matt, after you started dating Matt, well before that? <laughs> no, it's before that. Person? Yeah, we didn't know each other in kindergarten, but. Um, uh, some, some people won't believe that, but it's true. We didn't know each other. In kindergarten. <laughs> it wasn't until middle school. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up in a Christian home and um, we went to church on Sundays and I grew up going to a, a Christian school and um, it was actually in kindergarten. I prayed with my kindergarten teacher. I remember this. And even though my understanding was probably pretty simple, my conviction, I remember, was definitely there. Like, I knew that I believed that Jesus was the Savior I needed. And I believed my understanding of his gospel I knew was true. So I um, remember praying with her, accepting Christ then. And it was a couple years later that I decided I wanted to be baptized. Um, and I would say, you know, since then, it's just been there's been growth that's been happening. It's been up and downs at times. Definitely. I think when I went to college, kind of a similar story for me where, um, when you're off at college and you're plugged into a church who cares a lot about discipleship and cares a lot about, um, seeing you as a, a member of the church that's serving and using your spiritual gifts. And, um, just what that looks like. I think that there was a lot of, of growth that happened then as well for me. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's really awesome to look back and see how God over time has just been changing you and working through you and um, just certain parts of your life where you look back and you, you just almost have these like faith pillars where you just see like God was totally there in that part of my life. And I see it's just like helps you now even just to remember those things. Um, and I'd say right now for me, I'm just growing in my, my love for his word and wanting to um, study it well and just more of a, de a desire to disciple other women too. So, Rick, we talk a lot about uh, leadership positions in the church that you don't apply to them, that you exhibit certain qualities. We recognize in you spiritual maturity. You recognize the ability to shepherd. So what was it that you saw in Matt that led you to, to ask him to be part of the, the original team of elders that came to serve its father, Ladysmith? Uh, first of all, I just want to say this. Uh, Matt, and you know, I've watched you finish out the seminary and finishing mine about a decade ago. Remember how hard it was to be a husband and a father and, and do all the things you're doing. 
on top of that, when everybody went to bed, you're, you know, you're staying up and writing and reading and all that, man, you just done an incredible job on top of that. You've been an uh, integral part of our church plant from the very beginning. So the last three years, I know has stretched you incredibly, but you and Jess are just a blessing to my wife and I and to our church family. So I just want to say thank you guys. You're, you guys are awesome. Appreciate it. Well, we love you, Rick. And we're, we're, we've been blessed this whole journey, you know, God, uh, God stretches us for a reason, and it's been a, it's been a joy to uh, partner with you in the gospel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so now this, this is funny because I knew Jess a lot longer than I knew Matt. Uh, so this is this is funny. So I was a student pastor, a high school student pastor, at Southwood starting in two thousand five. My wife obviously right in the trenches with me, and Jess was she didn't she didn't come to our church on a regular basis. She was a part of another church because she lived outside Spotsylvania County, but she was really good friends with a lot of our core girls. And so Michelle got to see her and invest in her on girls retreat and other things. So we saw Jess kind of like that in fall retreat and other things. I don't think I probably maybe ran into Matt because he was at the local school and I would go to lunches, but I don't remember Matt. So sorry, Matt, but part of our, she was, all a part of you know our student ministry. That's what I remember. Yeah. Uh, just a, a great girl from high school, even. Did you now, have this picture, Rick? I don't know how you didn't know this guy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And I, the girls, I, I, dude, I, people I, ask how did you not know this guy? They asked where Abby got her curls from, and it's totally Matt. When his hair grows, it's curly. Yeah. I actually really liked it. That's it. I don't know. I was either two things in high school. I was either, you know, dressing up as the bro or I was shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Well, you so, couldn't I mean, be shaggy in school. You had to keep your hair like, shorter. It wasn't, yeah, you grew it out like the summer after high school. more. Yeah. But. So um, now I guess it was about a year or two years before we planted. I want to say it was like 2015, 16, Matt. You may remember when we went to a, a shift event. And it was you, you and you and Jono had invested in middle school boys for several years. Right. The class was shifting. They were going from eighth grade to ninth grade. And yeah. you, you and Jono were on that trip, uh, really helped transition the students. So I was there uh, as a high school pastor, and me, you, and Jono sat down. And, and I remember we probably had multiple conversations. I remember one, it was two or three hours long, it seemed like. And we were in the cafeteria area, and we just talk, started talking about what church planning or what your idea of a church would look like. And I think I, I began to hear your heart, Jono's heart then, um, and hear what you guys dreamed for. Um, and I think that really is the seed that kind of God planted in my heart. So when we, we fast forward to end of 2016, beginning of 2017, that God really laid in my heart for you you and Jono to be a part of the elder team, because I think I heard your heart. And then, and also just seeing you and Jess work together as a team too. I know for me, it's a really hard desire to see couples work together in the church. Um, and so that, those are the things that drew me to Matt. And then as I got to know him more, I just saw his servant's heart. He's truly been a Barnabas to me. He's truly been an encourager. He's always, to like at the meetings there, he'll either give me another call or put his arm around me or say, Hey man, you doing okay? Um, and so I know that's heartfelt. He's always checking on my soul, not just checking on what I'm getting accomplished. So I really appreciate him. And of course, Jeff has been a huge blessing to Michelle and their friendship and, and just 
I know um, she spurred Michelle as much as Michelle spurred her. And I know both of them are doing um, the women's, I think, uh, ministry certificate at Southeastern as well. And so that's been a huge blessing as well, seeing that. You're listening to On Mission, a Spotswood at Ladysmith podcast. More coming up in just a moment. This reminder, you can find us online at SpotswoodLS.org. That's SpotswoodLS.org. Now back to host Kenny Jones and his guests. Hey, Matt, I know it was probably uh, the beginning of 2017 when I approached you and called you and, and sat down with you and really uh, talked to you about being an elder uh, from the very beginning of Spotswood at Ladysmith and now uh, River Rock Church of Caroline. Um, so tell me about how the process once I approached you and talked to you and shared my heart with you, how that process looked like with you and Jess trying to determine God's will for you guys as far as if this is uh, what you guys really felt God calling you to do. And then two, as an elder and kind of that process of accepting that responsibility and that weight. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny how God's timing is, is pretty impeccable. Um, you know, and I think it was not too long before you had, you know, kind of announced to the church at Spotswood that, you know, you were going to step out and uh, lead this church plant. I actually was like at this junction in my career at, at Darwin, I was like ready to, uh, I wanted to jump ship and um, get, you know, dive deep into ministry. And I was ready to quit my job. And I actually applied to be your assistant. Um, <laughs> I forgot I about like, that. That's true. Yeah, you know, we, I forgot about that. We were like, um, just kind of itching uh, for what God was going to do next. And, you know, things were a little, you know, different at work at the time uh, than where they are now. But, um, you know, I, I felt so dejected because you, you didn't pick me to be your assistant. When we have more time, we're not constrained by 40 minutes. I want to hear this whole story. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted you to be able to feed your family, man. Holy <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but no, it was, you know, we had done, um, you're aware, we, we did that church plant internship. And I think yeah. it was right around that time where we really were just ready for like, uh, God, what's that next step look like for us? And when you're like, hey, you want to be a part of a church plant? And I'm like, I've been thinking about church planting here. I was like, yeah. if God puts something in front of you and he like he wants your yes, I mean, the best thing to do is to say yes. So right. um, Jess is a little, she's really good at helping me uh, process through things. Uh, whenever we do really big decisions, making sure we're not just, you know, running, running towards something because, you know, we want to, you know, do something that's, uh, you know, what we want, but making sure it's what God wants. And, so she's always been a very good helpmate in that. And um, so we've had plenty of conversations and any big thing we've done in our lives where, you know, she'll really not hesitate to ask the tough questions um, and um, to make sure that we're all on board. But man, uh, we had a lot of, we had, we had a lot of, um, we had a lot of good conversations and for the most part, we were both really excited. Yeah. We were just like, let's do this. Cool. And then, That's awesome. For you, Jess, you're a woman's discipleship group leader at the church. Uh, you see that as a calling. I assume that even if Matt had, you know, he was, I know he was denied being the assistant. If he had been denied being a church elder, I would assume that you still would have called to be a woman's discipleship group leader. So talk to me about that. How, how do you see that? And, and then, you know, what was your, how do you feel about that calling? I, I see it as a calling, but I don't see it as a calling simply just based on my own spiritual gifting. I think it's something that um, 
we're really called to do as believers. As we mature in our faith and we're following Christ, I think that um, we're called to disciple others. And so for me right now, it's discipling other women in this type of uh, small group I have. Let's see, one, like a couple other girls in my group we meet every other week. It's just been, it's been really amazing. I, I've enjoyed it so much. Um, and it, it's something beautiful about being able to gather with women and dig into God's word and to pray together. Um, and it, I don't see that necessarily the, the intimate type of questions and speaking into each other's lives. I don't see that happening like often, like within the, the large community, uh, worship setting or within a larger small group, even especially when there's men and women. So it's just been a really amazing thing to uh, join with other women. And I'm learning from them as I'm also leading. And I think it also causes you to grow a lot too, as you're leading and discipling other women. Um, and it's not rocket science. I don't have to know all the answers to do it. Um, but just to be faithful as I'm, I'm studying and um, yeah, praying for these women, checking in with them, having that, that friendship there as well. It's just, it's a blessing. And I would definitely want to do it. Even if Matt wasn't, um, an elder, I definitely have this, this kind of newer passion to like want to teach. And, um, I don't know what capacity that would be in, but right now it's just with this group of women and the discipleship group that's there. So yeah, I've, I've loved it. This will probably be the heaviest question you guys get. This was asked on social media by oh. 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 Amy Designs. She says, can you ask them how they got to be so cool? Oh, we love Amy. Amy's in our small group. And, uh, Oh, Hey Amy. Yeah. Flubbers. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not easy being this cool. <laughs> no, we were actually just talking about this. We're like, man, we just want to be really fun and cool, but we're just really tired parents. A lot of times. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> so, did you, I mean, we, we do good, uh, Christmas photos. If you guys didn't see that, that one post, you know, we have, yeah, it was uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're pretty we're pretty cool. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah, I, a lot of confidence. So I usually ask Rick. I don't know. I I, I didn't. Uh, I got, I got a few pictures from you. I got a few pictures from Smith, uh, Matt, uh, Jeff, and Pam. Matt sent me like seventeen pictures. He's like, these are all really good. And I look at these pictures and Jeff's approved pictures. I was like, I don't going to look through seventeen pictures, Matt. So yeah. I, he is a millennial. Remember that, right? I am. Well, we, you know, we, we were bonding over this last yeah. night. Because, you know, you talk about us knowing each other forever. We met each other in middle school yeah. and started dating in high school. So yeah. we were a lot of memories together. Yeah. Matt, you were a lot cooler with the girls, man. I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> dude the, the flow. I, I actually mentioned that Jess at the beginning of the quarantine. I was like, is this my one opportunity it to really regrow my hair? And be. then it just, it, just, it just drove me crazy. Yeah. I had to go, Bleh. it had to be over. Yeah. It could be the quarantine fro, man. Yeah. yeah. The old, the old man has passed away, and I, behold, all things have become new. So, uh, <laughs> well, those are all the questions we have for you. Uh, I have a feeling that Matt, you might be making a guest appearance in future podcasts when we, we start to talk. Yeah, we start to talk about uh, some uh, some some issues uh, that we're going to wrestle with as we start to move towards autonomy. So, I look forward to having you on the podcast in the future. Yeah, uh, I our next podcast is going to be Jono and Ruthie Morrow. We're going to sit down with them next week. My longtime co-host, Rick Nicely, and I. And then, <laughs> and then we're going to meet some of our, our new elders. So thank you, Jess and Matt, for joining us tonight. It's been fun talking with you guys. And I know yes, we'll see you guys in person someday. Awesome. awesome. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so guys, I want to do are, those, is that a, are those real books, Kenny, or is that just a backdrop? It's it's just a it's a green screen. <laughs> it's all is that so, the virtual background? Yeah, you know, yeah. I I have it. The green screen. Yeah. I've read I've read I think all these books. Just just yeah. you know, like that for you. That's important. But are are those your girls like uh, homeschool books and you know all the things they've learned? Yeah. Over here, that's all girls' books. I mean, this is all <laughs> right here. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, I do want to thank our, our, our producer, Pete. He's incredible. He's going to make yeah. this better than it is. He's going to cut out the stuff that we don't want people to hear us say or we stumbled. So Pete is amazing. <laughs> he makes all this possible. He makes our Sundays possible. So thank you, Pete, for yeah. all you for us at Sponsorationist. And then uh, that'll be it. So see you guys sometime soon. Love you. Awesome. Bye. Sometime. See ya.